Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Life's busy. Take this deck. There's heaps to do on it. Like, um, polishing off this wine. That's tough. Life's pretty good with a Trex deck. Composite decking with no hard maintenance. Trex, the world's number one decking brand. You're listening to Thriller the Chase. Well, in the froze of lockdown, at least we have sport to turn to. We've got the opening ceremony of the Tokyo Olympics tonight. There's the footy, and of course, there's the racing across all three codes, including Greyhound Racing, and that's where our focus is going to be for the next hour of Thrill of the Chase right across the country here on SEN Track. Damien Watson joining you, and alongside me once again, Greyhound Racing owner, breeder, and media personality, Mitch Bayer. How are you, Mitchie? Uh, not too bad, Damo. Uh, another week done, and... You know, we've obviously got some really good racing coming up tonight and had a nice lids fly last night. But, yeah, no, not too bad, mate. Can't complain. Did you win again or not last night? No, I got done last night. Oh. Watch, he got me. Uh, I tried to tried to get him on the last race, but he uh, he won the last race on the card and, and won. We uh, we had a bit of a quietish night last night finding winners. We still found plenty, but not uh, a customary amount. But um, <laughs> I suppose you, you, go, you go through that at times. But you know what? The next couple of weeks are going to be massive. Big build-ups. Oh, I love that uh, sense of confidence, the customary amount being plenty, and as it should be, as we know, because I know you and uh, the Watchdog and also Jason Boddington, very good tipsters across both the trots for Bodders and also the uh, Greyhound game yourself and Watchy. Uh, which was your, before we get, t- I, guess, I guess, get stuck into sand down from last night, uh, was it Dapto or Murray Bridge or where was your heart's content when it came to winners last night? Uh, Warnable, mate. I, I was uh, finding them at Warnable probably more than anywhere else. I think I went the first four races with a collect, and um, yeah, I, I still I still chimed in well at Dapto. Sandown was was tough. The best bet of the night run second. Uh, actually, two of the best bets run night uh, of the night run second. And have you ever had a text in from the one and only Miles Fitzner? He sent a text for Dapto, and when he sent it in, I said, "Fitz, I'll stay in my lane, and you stay in your lane." But Dapto is where I do my best work. So. Uh, sure enough, my Dapto tip got up, but uh, yeah, no, it, it was it was a fun night, mate. And rightly so. And I guess the highlight of the night from a Greyhound racing perspective in terms of the purists out there was Jack Spale for Andrea Daly. It won race seven at a time of 29.524 seconds. Let's hear how it transpired. Ready? Racing, Jack Spale came out well from box number two, is showing pace. Rickon and Rick charges up on the outside to challenge. Line of four going into the first corner. But Jack Spale holds the inside. By length and a half, Providence Spale goes up to second. Keep it black was third. Rickett and Rick checks severely the first corner. And last of all was Ollie. Down the back straight and Jack Spale. The favourite three, four lengths in front of Providence Spale. Then came Keep it black and Rickett and Rick. But around the corner, Jack Spale is travelling well. Two or three clear and all too good, Jack Spale. Wins by about three. Keep it black will be second. Tie for third. Providence Spale or Rickett and Rick. And Ollie at the tail. And it's 29 and 53. Well, we've spoken about this dog on numerous occasions, Mitchie, haven't we, in recent times, and it just continues to produce its form in a pretty convincing way. 
Yeah, he's a good dog, Jack Spale. He went off for a little bit there and uh, he's back to somewhere near his best at the moment. His run last night was very good, probably aided by the scratching of Dr. Tucker. And once that happened, it looked like it was going to be his race to lose. And he was backed in. He was in the $2. But you just look through his form and, and, and he's hit that purple patch that he probably had, say, six months ago. And we know how hard it is for dogs to, you know, be at their best all the time and for trainers to keep them at their best. And there's probably no better than Andrea Daly and the team down there in keeping the dog up as as often as they can. But, yeah, he, he went. He had a bit of a flat spot there, I'd say, maybe around oh, December. And then yeah. uh, he had a little niggle, but he's come back since, won at Cranbourne, won at Cranbourne Cup. Well, he, his form's been stellar since, um, yeah, a little, little bit of a hiccup. Probably it was probably a little while ago now. It was maybe even a year ago. Yeah. Um, but you look back and he was struggling to really hit the winners list for you know a solid twenty starts. We kept running a lot of seconds, but that form turned and he's gone bang 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 and won about six or seven races since then and been in some good company. Can it be hard to quantify the reason for that? I mean, is it just a case of the way dogs feel at certain stages when it comes to the fluctuations in form, or are there other extenuating circumstances, do you think, as to why sometimes dogs go through a big peak and then a, peak, a big trough, I guess? Oh, there can be numerous reasons, mate. Um, they're like uh, – it's like humans, I suppose. You know, like sometimes you feel good, sometimes you feel a bit ordinary, you have a flat day. Um, sometimes you can be a bit sore, a little niggly injury and – it's it can be the same as they can be the same as us you know sometimes you know i might be a bit sore in the hammy and i might not necessarily say it i'll try and play through it but uh, until you you know you pull up a bit lame and then someone sees it same with the dogs if if they're injured uh you can get them checked as much but some of them as much as you can but some of them have got pretty high pain tolerances so they won't show you when they're injured and or, or sore and yeah you might have been sore you might have you know had a really um long stint of a certain you know races uh in his um programming but it, it can all vary mate you know what it's like it's it's one of those things we don't always expect a dog to win and and if they did you know won every race they'll be absolute freak because it's just almost impossible but yeah he's he's gone up and down but you know good greyhounds don't you know they don't lose a leg they still got the ability there and yeah, as i said sometimes it's just an injury sometimes they're flat they might have you know a little hiccup might be a uh, little bug in their system. So yeah, there's numerous things, but 99% of the time trainers are all over it. Zero four double nine seven three six seven three six. if you want to text in. Uh, just before I get your thoughts on Rick and Rick, who from memory was checked a little bit in the middle, I think around the middle stages or the early to mid stages of the race, finished fourth in the yeah. end for Robert Redenback. Uh, what about the next race at Bendigo, which is coming up? Race number eight. The favourite here is Aston Lavinia. There's also a fair bit of support for Irene Zestar, who has the good draw. They're roughly around the same price. Is it down to those two dogs, do you think? I think we might have lost Mitchie there. Uh, just a few connection issues. But uh, race number eight from Bendigo, not too far away within the next couple of minutes. And really, it's down to those two dogs, you would think. At least that's what the market says. Aston Lavinia, the favourites on the market at about 2.30 on the toast. It's won its last two, or two of its last three, in fact. And it's been in the placings in three of its last five. Irene Star probably not as consistent, but it is aided by a very good box draw. It's obviously drawn box number one. It has the inside running, and as a result, should utilise that advantage and be a chance. Probably the other one in single figures is Crack and Dole. It's been relatively consistent, finished third in three of its past five. We've got Mitchie back. Uh, Mitchie, your tips for race number eight. You got me? Yeah, I've got you back. Uh, Aston Lavinia and Irene Star getting a lot of support. Those two dogs, is it down to those two, the one and the three? Yeah, it looks like it, it is. And um, the the thing for the 
red is that it's probably a better dog drawn out wide, and it does have a lot of early speed, so it might try and push off. But I think Aston Lavinia here looks looks pretty hard to beat. It's a greyhound that once it gets out and goes, it can be pretty unstoppable and probably got a class edge on these. So I'd be saying Aston Lavinia wins this, and uh, the three will beat the one. I was going to go with a Pungarelli before it got scratched. It's a late scratching, so unfortunately that takes yep. my tip out. Uh, so on that basis, I'm probably going to have to go with uh, I read the star because it's got the good draw. I know it's four, but it hasn't been as consistent as a favourite, but I think with the good draw from box one, it could utilise that and prevail, particularly on the Bendigo track. So they'll box them in in about a minute or so. Just quickly, reckon if Rick, it was checked, uh, do you think it was a definable difference? I suppose it's a pretty small field, so obviously some form of misfortune there, but... In terms of the place getters behind Jack's Bale, how did you see the race? Keep it black in second, had the good draw, and Providence Bale, as we know, is a provident dog, and it finished in third. Yeah, I'll just correct that in one sec. This race at Bendigo coming up, uh, Crack and Doll off the two, it is one you've got to include in your exactors or um, exotics, mate. I think the three will win, but Crack and Doll, it's surrounded by early speed and should just sit on the rail there and be strong late. So for those out there that want to play the exotics, include the two in an exactor or trifecta or same racer. Um, Rickard and Rick was one of my best bets of the night. I actually used my five-unit investment on it last night oh, no. for the show, and um, he was... Mate, talk about a dog that is just flying at the moment. Two runs back for two absolute certainty beatings. He's lost by four lengths last night, and he was that stiff. Look, I'm talking he was almost going to lead on the first turn. If he draws a box next week and steps, he will just blow him away. He could have run 29.30 last night. Um, yeah, I just think that he's he's gone real well. He just needs that slice of luck. He's, re- he's resuming since a spell. Sometimes a couple of... You know, it takes a couple of starts to really find your feet again. And I reckon he's had those. Now I reckon is the time. Next start, he'll be firing. And I reckon uh, might be time to pin the ears back. All right, fair enough too. All right, well, we'll review the remainder of the beating last night at Sandown in a moment. We've got race eight coming up from Bendigo. They're just boxing the dogs in now. The favourite is Aston Lavinia, who's shortened in price. Let's head to Bendigo now. They're set to go now. Race eight here at Bendigo. Good luck. Set. Racing. Irene's a star began well, but speed from Crack and Irene. Doll. Irene's a star pushing through and wide out. Charmed is getting across, but holding the rail. Go, Irene's Irene. a star. Low planes to third. Railing through was Aston Lavinia. Behind them, Crack and Doll. And then came Roxy Smirnoff and Jetta Shout. The leader was Irene's a star. Go. And gets away a couple of lengths in front now of Low planes Into the clear was Aston Lavinia running on, but it's Irene's a star in front. Holds a margin. A wall chasing, but won't get there. Irene's a star wins it over Low planes and up on the inside close go for third there crack and doll with uh, aston lavinia and roxy Enough with that. Irene's a star gets up three. Good find, mate. Toe. Very good find. Oh, just I think the inside draw. Yeah, you'd be happy with different. that. Um, yeah, it, it's a pretty soft 500 that at Bendigo. I didn't see what time they went. I think it was somewhere in the 28.50 mark. I, I thought it would struggle to run it out. It was it was strongish last week, but the week before it led 28.46 and was 
I won't say lucky that the rest of them behind probably found a little bit of bother, but you know, you get out in front, create your own luck. I've said it numerous times now, and that's how you win your races. But um, yeah, it did well. Really good for a dog that's usually a wide runner. Matty from Geelong tipped low plains there, the four at Bendigo. Uh, if you want to text in, 0-4-2-9. Yeah, it was a nice run. It wasn't too bad. Kraken Doll came in for Ferb, which was your tip, so at least it got a place. Uh, just in relation to some of the other races on the card last night at Sandown, Mapunga Freedom won race two in the Black Book on Watchdog App final. I think it was 29.434 seconds of time ahead of Curator and Retro Rocket. Aston Amigo had the good draw but finished fourth. How did you assess that race? Yeah, curator was your uh, dollar or dollar eighty out to two ten favourite. Um, I tell you what, we were Jay Bond and I were all over curator here and looked he looked very very hard to beat. But look, like he wanted the rail, didn't want to be drawn out wide and have greyhounds up and under him. And I tell you, Watchdog was super keen on the Punga Frida. Said it was the best bet of the night, or well, one of the best bets of the night. And five dollars ten, talk about a best. That was an absolute beauty. And ping to the front, Jeff Britton won races one, two, and three believe it or not, last night. So an absolute cashing in there on the first few races. And, geez, it was impressive, Mpunga Frida. Yeah, absolutely. We'll turn our attention to race number four from last night at Sandown. And that was taken out by Rebel Riot for Anthony as a party, a time of 29.626 seconds. I know Rub Baba Run has always been around the market, finished second. And Daf Zach had the good draw but finished third. Lakeview Cruiser and Zipping Walter and even Junk Food Junkie, to me, were a little bit disappointing. Yeah, um, Rebel Riot, good, really good run. Uh, got out in front. He didn't go as quick as I expected, 29.62. Held him off. Run, Bubba, run was gallant. Uh, this is a greyhound that just keeps, you know, trying its heart out every start. Had about 120-odd starts now and I think won over 100,000. So been a very good dog for the Galeers. Das Act, he was a certainty beaten. Um, he should have won this race last night. Just couldn't get through on the rail. Run, Bubba, run wouldn't give the rail up, so he had to try and find another avenue and, didn't want to really go around, so find it hard for um, Daf Zach. But yeah, he was he was a good thing beat last night. We've got to keep following him though because he'll get the right run eventually and win one of these. And he was your favourite last night. They backed him off the map four dollars seventy in the two ninety late. They really had a go at him. And in return, Rebel Riot drifted a little bit. I think it was about two forty out to two seventy. And um, yeah, the, the one there that's probably fallen away a little bit. Lakeview Cruiser, he, he was a nice run last night, 29.81, but he's just not running anywhere near his 29.30s and yeah. 40s that he was a few months ago. That's right. Things have changed in that sense. What about race five? Nick's Bale prevailing for Savannah Grenfell ahead of Tomato Tears and Bessie's Daisy again. The box one finishing third. Yeah, um... Nick Spale, first go over the 700, 42.14. Pretty handy run here, $5.60. It was a massive run last week at about 90 to 1. I tipped it last week to run a place um, and didn't back it up again this week. Silly me. Uh, Tomato Tears, it, it was okay. Uh, I didn't think he was going to be a greyhound that would run it out that strong. Um, he didn't look like he was a, a true stayer and probably proved that last night. It was okay, grounded out to the line. Bessie's days, he was probably he certainly beaten, led to the first turn. Uh, went a little miss going past the post the first time, let a few up and inside it and then rallied again late. It was yeah, a little bit naughty and um, Jin Tokibale wasn't too bad for his first uh, staying trip. But yeah, Nick Spale took all the honours there and I think Bessie's Daisy, when she gets the head uh, switched on, she'll be pretty hard to beat in a few races. What about race number six? Bounce back prevailed and did just that ahead of Draco Bale who finished in second. Nikolai Bale rounding out the placings in third. So three, one and four, the numbers. Uh, I suppose he shall, Roger, just missing out in the place in fourth. But Pugger Felix also around the mark. How did you assess the winner bounce back? 
Oh, such a tough dog. Bounce back is um. Dave Gill, he's been flying. His kennel's just absolutely airborne at the moment. But Bounce Back is just an absolute star. This thing, it, it just keeps producing. It, it, he gets out in front. He runs him along. If he's not good enough, he's not good enough. But he, he finds a way. He's got that will to win. And, and I just love it about him. I reckon he's just a really classy dog. 11-10 last night was absolute overs. He's a dog that will always spring up and run time, you know, at certain times, like run really good time. He went 34.09 last night. I think he had a 33.90 back in the speed star. Uh, Draco Bell was your favourite. It was a pretty handy run, but was no match for the for the winner. And uh, we do a little, we do, started a little tipping or draft comp, uh, Damo. You might have heard about it last night uh, if you were tuning in. If not, yeah, um, yeah it's just a little draft concept amongst um, a greyhound meeting and, it's a little buy-in system, and the the one of the blokes last night who actually ended up winning last night's comp uh, had bounce back and Draco Bale in his kennel, and they've run one too. So um, he was a very lucky man. Yes, that's right. It sounds like a good concept as well. What about race number eight? Indy Matilda prevailing for Andrea Daly. Plan ahead wasn't too bad, although it did have the good draw from box one. Webleck Eagle rounding out the placings. Twenty nine point three three seven the time for Indy Matilda. Yeah, talk about a slashing run, 29 and 33. I think it was about $5 in the 350. Uh, Jay Bond was all over this one. Uh, my best bet of the night was Plan Ahead. I thought it yeah. beautifully drawn. Webleck Eagles, slow beginner. I thought Plan Ahead would just rail the ears off him uh, and be too good, especially after last week's run where it lost to Aston Fastnet by about a length and three quarters. And I, I think probably come to the conclusion now that Plan Ahead is, although he's gone 29.52 last night, he's a better Meadows dog than he is Sandown dog, but not taking any way from Indy Matilda. She was just airborne. 5.09, uh, 18.80, and got to the line in 29.33. So the time's there. Another winner for Andrea Daly, and this is going to be a nice broody uh, down the track. And just the last one we'll focus on from last night at Sandown. Fairy tale wish prevailing for Chloe Dew in a time of 29.575 seconds. Really, there was a bit of a gap there between the placings and the rest. Carry on, Maxwell. Keep it blue, rounding them out. Tinker Craig, I thought, considering it had box one, finishing fourth, I expected it to go a little bit better, but maybe I'm being a bit harsh. No, you're not being harsh, mate. Um, I I know it was James Vandermatt's best of the night, and a few others liked it as well. But um, I was turned off when I saw he had box one. He's a he's a wide runner. He likes box six, seven, or eight. Um, he doesn't like any pressure uh, when he's up underneath something. And you could see straight away that as soon as a dog come across on him, he wanted to get off the track, and he was always going to lose a bit of ground. And you can't do that at Sandown. You can't give you know dogs that are run 2950s and 60s a head start so he was the best dog in the race uh, but he's just poorly drawn so fairytale wish how was the price on that dame 39.40 absolute blowout oh. and um carry on maxwell the second favorites run second but yeah chloe Jew, fantastic training performance fairytale wish uh yeah 39 dollars 40 and that draft concept that i was talking about this was a late in in someone's side because of a late scratching so talk about uh getting lucky and having this just jump into your side Absolutely. Now, what we might do after the break is discuss the legacy of the retiring Christo Bale and touch on the million-dollar Phoenix race as well. You're listening to Frill of the Chase. Damian Watson and Mitch Abaya with you on SEN Track. And feel free to text in 0499 736 736. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase.
Welcome back. You are listening to Thrill of the Chase right around the country on SEN Track. Hope you're enjoying your happy hour, even if you are in lockdown, which it seems half the country is at the moment. So hopefully we can keep you entertained. Damien Watson and Mitch Bayer with you. And don't forget, you can text in at any time, 0499 736 736. Now, let's touch on the legacy, I suppose, Mitchie, of Christo Bale, one of the favourite dogs of Greyhound Racing in Victoria right throughout the industry. It's retired due to suffering a back muscle injury last night at Warnable. And I mean, was it that long ago it was the talk of the town it just goes to show how fragile sometimes one's career is in the greyhound racing world yeah couldn't agree more mate um he was obviously he went back to back with the mckenna not too long ago and yeah he's a he's a great dog he, he was an 11 time group finalist he uh 29 race wins almost 300,000 in stake earnings he was one of my favorites and had been from day dot um i used to speak to lisa delbridge out on track about him all the time and uh, he was he was a different kind of dog. He was he was tough as nails. He would just run through a brick wall. And yeah, last night he, he rolled to the front pretty early, and it looked game set match. But unfortunately, we know with any kind of sports uh, that go on that there's injuries, and could be you know AFL player doing a hammy or you know sprinter were doing some injury as well. But um, yeah, unfortunately he broke down, and that yeah that uh, his curtains on his career because he's over three and a bit years old now, and it's going to take it'll take a fair bit to get him back and. Uh, they've done a fantastic job. He's been awesome um, to the Delbridges, and the Delbridges have been fantastic to him. And I think they said that he'll join the, uh, a couple of dogs in their backyard, uh, Pentarellen and Spring Hummer. Um, he'll, you know, just wind down and uh, look after him, look after himself, and keep the others company. And they said he's a bit of a quirky character as well. But what a career it was! Uh, I'm going to miss seeing him on the track, and I know a lot of others are. They absolutely loved him, but um, I'm sure that. Uh, we won't. It won't be too far until we see another Christo Bale. I'll touch on something Lisa Delbridge said as well recently upon the announcement of the retirement. But before we do that, race number nine coming up at Bendigo in the next couple of minutes, over 425 metres. And taking a look at the market at this point in time, it'll be very interesting to see how this one does transpire because ultimately the favourite here is Let's Send It. Fugacious is a late scratching, so it does maybe change the complexion of the race a little bit. Maybe gives College Boy a little bit of a chance as one, two of its last five. Also, a bit of money coming in for Spring Poldark. Who are you liking, Mitchie? Yeah, um, the scratching really hurts because I didn't mind the red Fugacious. Got a lot of got a lot of toe when it uh, puts a paw to the floor. But um, yeah, let's send it. It's been impressive, hasn't it? Its last couple. It's it's a pretty reliable. Uh, beginner, it gets out and goes. Uh, a greyhound inside Fishbone Express who's pretty keen for the fence. And um, 24.27 PB at Bendigo. It's gone 6.61 early there, where um, your, your two goes around the 6.63. So I, I think that it's going to be pretty hard to beat. Let's send it. To, it's um, I've just lost my market here. I was about to read out the odds. That's all right. I've got uh, it here. Two dollars. Yeah, two two forty. Yeah, I, I'd say I'd take the seven to win, and then. Um, the two college boy in, to run top four for a same racer. Yeah, and let's say that's won four out of its last five, so it has a superior four by far when it comes to this field. So I would expect it to win, although I want a little bit more value. I was going to go with Fagacious as well, funnily enough. I think Blazing Beast on the outside could be a chance at $5. It's been in the top two, two of its last five. Can be a little bit inconsistent, but it may utilise the wide draw. So I'm going to go here with Blazing Beast from box number eight. Interesting. Yeah, just a bit of an outsider. We might hit there now. Race number nine from Bendigo over 425 metres. This is the third elect. They're all in. Green light's on and we're set to go. Race nine. Set. Ready. 
Racing, beginning well on the inside, College Boy and Great Speed, McIver Stretch. Straight to the lead early from Let's Center, getting into, into its work. Fishbone Express trying to roll through Springpole Darkton, Blazing Beast as last, but McIver Stretch has got a break here. It's three or four lengths clear. Springpole Dark's trying hard. Leader goes wide. It's still in front though, McIver Stretch hanging on, and McIver Stretch oh. wins it two lengths over Springpole Dark. The Ruffy. Yes. The rank Four outsider. Inside was blazing, yeah. Let's send it and college boy 23.940 on the out. What about that? McIver stretch prevailing. It was a rank outsider. Paid 16.10 top toad ahead of Spring Pole Dark and Fishboat Express. Three, four and six for race nine at Bendigo. Just before we head to the news, Mitchie, uh, Lisa Delbridge noted, and I know she talked about uh, the victory in the, in the McKenna Memorial that uh, Christo Bale had, but... Certainly one thing that uh, was mentioned by Lisa Delbridge as well, one of the biggest thrills was when he ran down, catch the thief in the speed star at the Meadows. I think you and I were yep. both watching that at the time and that was a very pivotal moment in its career, I would have thought. Oh, mate, I was absolutely stoked when um, he nailed catch a thief on the line. As I said, I've, I loved him for you know his whole career, Christo, and he was one of those dogs that you just really enjoyed watching. And that was, that was one of the highlights of his career, winning that and then obviously the McKenna's and... He was a dog that, you know, he he was not brilliant out the boxes. He always found a bit of trouble, but you knew what you were going to get with him. You are going to get 110% when he when he was on the track, and um, you can't say that for a lot of other dogs these days. So he, he was a dog that would just give his all, and as I said, he would run through a brick wall. But, yeah, that race was uh, – I, I think he won that by about – Half a millimetre, that race against Catch a Thief. It was, yes. yeah, a nail-biter. That's right. It came down to the wire. We'll take a break for the news. And on the other side, we'll have more of Thrill of the Chase as we preview what's to come over the coming days in Greyhound Racing in Victoria. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back. Hope you're enjoying Thrill of the Chase on this Friday afternoon. Davia Watson joined by the one and only Mitch Abaya. And, Mitchie, we've touched on, I guess, things of the past, and now it's time to look ahead to the future also in regards to Friday night. And we must touch on the Maturity Classic as well with the stage set. And we've got the Fireball final as well to focus on. Just quickly, though, uh, what did get your thoughts on this concept surrounding the Meadows Million Dollar Phoenix? Uh, I suppose... If you have a look at some of the publicity towards it, it's going to be very interesting. I think it's a $1.145 million slot race for Greyhounds and $750,000 dedicated to the winner. And I think it's at a good time as well. Hopefully we'll be out of lockdown by then. Saturday night, the 18th of December, so a week before Christmas. Hopefully the weather is warm and that'll be an ideal night to get out to the meadows, I reckon. Yeah, mate, I couldn't agree more. This is a cracking concept, I know. Uh, Gareth Hall actually interviewed Jason Thompson today and asked him about it. His thoughts, he was all for it. Uh, I reckon it's a great idea. And Miles Fitzner actually mentioned to me probably a couple of months ago when I mentioned this idea to him that um, he said we should try and get a, a slot for SEN track, which yeah. I think would be awesome. Imagine imagine getting a slot and having all the listeners, you know, the opportunity to buy into it and uh, make it affordable and and a really good way of getting involved in a top-class greyhound in probably one of the most exciting races going on. And um, I don't know if we can make it happen, but I'm sure I've mentioned it to Jules um, previously and I'm sure he's doing a little bit of background work. But, um, yeah, a cracking idea. This is going to go off. This is the f- first year it's, it's happened. I'll tell you what, this will go on for a long, long time and this will be one of the races that people want to win, people want to be involved in. And that's the great thing about it because – um, 
you get all these other races, your, your Melbourne Cups, your Australian Cups, they're you know, usually owned by a couple of people or one sole owner and you can't get involved in that. But this sort of system, you know, if you come up, you come up with a $75,000 buy-in, but who's to say, you know, you're a footy club located in, you know, out in maybe Geelong or whatever, and you have 300 people all put in 250 bucks and there's your, there's your $75,000 slot. You go and find yourself your dog and you're running for 750,000 first prize. I think the, I think if you come last, you get 20,000 back. So, um, a, a pretty good concept. It's, it's something that, you know, I'd love to be involved in and hopefully, we can see what we can do and maybe try and get a slot. I'll tell you what, that'd be good if we could actually meet the listers there or something for the first time out on track. After yeah, make all it have a, have a marquee. After all we've been for over the last year or so with COVID, it'd be great. Hopefully there's no COVID around that time, but uh, it'd be great to actually get together and uh, and celebrate Greyhound racing there at the track. And hopefully, you never know, if we get a slot, uh, it'd be quite a remarkable event. So, yeah, fingers crossed. It certainly looks like an exciting concept in any case. And I've always said, Mitchie, when it comes to the all three codes of racing, particularly in this day and age where, you know, new ideas are embraced and, and you've got to move with the times, uh, something like this surely will uh, attract some attention and, and hopefully uh, attract a new demographic for those who may not have originally followed Greyhound Racing. Oh, you would think so, mate. Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a time to be flexible, isn't it? And, um, hopefully there's no COVID around. Um, we we'll hold our, won't hold our breath because, <laughs> yeah, we've been stuck with it for a year and a half. But uh, I, I hope. I hope that it gives the chance, you know, for some people that might not have been involved in Greyhound Racing before, um, a chance to get involved in probably one of the biggest races that you know a lot of people would love to be involved in in their life. So, um, yeah, I reckon a marquee set up out on course for all the SEN track listeners, it probably doesn't sound much better than that. Yeah, so we'll see what happens over the coming months. Now, we've got racing coming up tonight from both Sale and Geelong. We might as well start on Sale first. What are your best bets? It's a 12-race card with the first to get underway just before 7pm Australian Eastern time. Yeah, so I've got two at sale tonight. Um, one of those is in race four. Uh, that is Lakeview Lola. This dog, it's been in some pretty good form. Uh, it's running over the 650 tonight. It's ran over the 650. Two starts back, went 37.45, beaten by Highly Explosive, off box eight again. Um, smaller field. It's only a six-dog uh, field. Sorry, it's a five-dog field. Um, just really well set up for this. It's It's got the kilometres in the legs. It'll be able to run the journey. Um, it'll get a really nice run into the race from Kalinda Beast. And I, I just, I don't see Kalinda Beast running it out personally, but uh, he's your favourite. Lakeview Lola's around the 260 mark. I think great value and should be pretty hard to beat tonight. That's the one that... Um, and uh, my watch, other one... I was just going to say, that's the one Watchy always sings the Lola song to, doesn't he? Every time. No, no, that's Lola Brigida. Oh, that's Lola Brigida. That's right. Yes, yes. You're quite right. He's done yeah. that before. Yep. He has, yeah, no, um, he, he loves it. But uh, there was another dog running around, mate, in race eight on the card, and this dog, it's got a motor. We know that Aussie secret. He's going to be, it's going to be pretty hard to beat. But I reckon there's a dog drawn out in the eight, Doctor Archer. He's been flying at the moment. I reckon he is ridiculous overs, and I'm just saying the place. He's eleven dollars to win, three thirty to place. I'm happy to take three dollars thirty to place about him. I don't know if he can beat Aussie secret, but. If you're going to have a play out there, one unit the win, five units the place. That's the way I'd be going. I reckon he runs He runs second here. All right, fair enough. And we've got Geelong as well tonight with the first to get underway just after 7pm Australian Eastern time with 12 races on the program. 
And it looks like an interesting one. We've got the GRV Vic Bread Series final in race number six. Who are you going to back as some of your best bets of the night at Geelong? Well, my one of my best bets at Geelong came in that race, and I've got to I've got to go again on this one. Colden Dato off the red. Box one. It was yeah. it was okay last week. Got a good box one record. Let him up off the red. Um, something happened down the back. It just might have lost concentration, or or you know found it tough, but. Came again late. It, it was. It should have just won last week. It won two races prior at the Meadows. Um, box one, it's a massive advantage at Geelong. It's where you want to be. You want to be on the fence. Unless you're blistering early from box six, seven or eight, you can't cross, you can't lead, uh, and probably can't win. It's it's a really railish track, and I think Golden Dato at around the 2.25 is, uh, is pretty good value, mate, and looks as low as the likely leader if it leads. Jeez, I, 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 I hope. And I can't see it getting run down, but you know I've been wrong before. I thought it wouldn't get run down last week, and it did. But I think it turns the tables this week. All right, fair enough. So those are the best there, I would presume, from Geelong and Sale. I've got one more for you, Dan. Oh yeah, keep that. Keep us in suspense. Yep, I've got one more for you. Race eleven, number seven. Um, dogs returning, well over the odds, ten dollars and two fifty. Um, and is surrounded by a bit of, bit of uh, speed. So I reckon just might be in the good part of the track, out wide, stay out of trouble, um, and at, at the odds is worth a little each-way play. Good stuff. So there you go. Lock those in, listeners. Some of the best bets tonight for the programs at Sale and Geelong in Greyhound Racing in Victoria. That will hopefully keep you away from your lockdown blues if you're in Victoria or New South Wales in particular. If you want to text in 0499 736 736, what we might do is take a break. We've got Race Tim from Bendigo coming up in about 10 minutes' time. We'll also preview the Maturity Classic and, of course, the Fireball Stayers as well tomorrow night. And that's going to be very, very intriguing and certainly one to keep an eye on amongst all your Olympic commitments as well. You're listening to SEN Track. Damian Watson and Mitch Abaya with you on Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back to Thrill of the Chase. Welcome back. You are listening to Thrill of the Chase on this Friday afternoon. Damien Watson joined by Greyhound Racing owner, breeder and media personality, Mitch Bayer. Before we touch on tomorrow night's Maturity Classic final, Mitchie, we've got race 10 coming up at Bendigo. The favourite here is Aston Santana, arguably named after one of my favourite ever guitarists, Carlos Santana. And also a little <laughs> bit of support for Ninja Girl Mia. But other than that, uh, there's only the three dogs, really, that are in single-figure odds. So is it really going to be that narrow, do you think? Or is there an outsider that can perhaps punctuate an upset victory? Yeah, I think this thing's definitely beatable, mate. Uh, last start, it was it was a decent run. It was wet that day. Um, the dog's got a motor, we know that. But I tell you what, there's a dog in this race that actually beat it home last start. It ran third, Aston Santana. The eight college degree runs second to it last time out. I think it's beautifully drawn out wide. $6.50 is a great each-way play about it, and I think it actually roll it. I I think it can can legitimately beat the Um, favourite. I'm just... I'm not one to take shorts as it is, but at a dollar seventy, I just think it's a silly bet. It's not going to get out and uh, go, and it'll probably it'll probably prove me wrong. Now you watch; it'll probably ping the lids of me off by three, and it'll make me look stupid. But I think that college degree at six fifty and a dollar eighty through each way play, it, it looks a lock to run top three here. Uh, that seems fair, and I'm going to go with another relative value chance as well. Ninja Girl Mia in box number one. It's about five dollars. It's been pretty. Or reasonably consistent. I wouldn't say it's the classiest dog, but it's drawn well, and I think it's a reasonable chance. And 
I mean, it's a pretty reliable beginner. So that's always a key. If it gets off to a good start, you're always in with a chance, even if you have an each-way play here, five it's and also a dollar sixty the place. Uh, Maddie from Geelong likes the three here, Devil's Disguise. Do you give it a chance at 16 bucks? Jeez. No, you've uh, seen them right at the moment, but, yeah, I can't have it. Uh, I just think it's not going well enough. It's run last time out at Geelong, 23-13. It, it, it wouldn't uh, challenge too many in the race with that sort of run. But if it can improve on that, it was that was its first run for about three weeks. So it, it might, yeah, it might find a little bit there. But, yeah, I just think it's probably a little bit off the class of a couple of the others. All right. Now, before we get to that race, which is in a couple of minutes, the Maturity Classic Final, the KCR Pet Transport Maturity Classic Final, will be held tomorrow night. And it's going to be an interesting field as well. It's a pretty open one, according to the market at this point in time. I mean, Fernando Mick getting a bit of support. I know you're a fan of Fernando Mick. Quara Bale, Mr. Fix-It, Handsome Rhino, Aston Fastnet, so many great names in that lineup. Who are you going to tip here? Because it is relatively open, I would say. This is a very open race, mate. This is as as open as you'll see. There's speed everywhere. Um, there's a couple of strong dogs as well. And the box draw has really thrown a bit of a spanner amongst the, um, amongst them here because Fernando Mick drawn box four. He likes to use a bit of the track. Um, he's a super dog. He likes to, yeah, just hold a line. Mr. Fix-It is quick early. Handsome Rhino drawn in box six is a, is a greyhound that likes to tend to hold his line. So I don't see the seven or the eight featuring in this at all um, with the way it's panned out. I'm... I'm a fan of uh, Fernando Mick here. I reckon he's going to be right right up there. He's a dog that can run 2980, and that's what you're going to have to do to be competitive here. Um, and I just think that Quara Bale might make the race for him. So uh, if he if he lobs on Quara Bale going down the back, it's game on. I, I think he's, yeah, he, he's a really big chance. And I just think that the two off the inside, Nahari Bale and Hilltop Jack, they're going to have to ping the lids or they're going to get absolutely swamped. So... Um, you can see the watchdogs numbers were five, six, eight, and seven, and can't believe he's left the four out. But I might have to have a little chat to the uh, the big fellow about that. All right, fair enough. Too, <laughs> it is such an open race, so it's going to be very difficult to pick a winner. Uh, just quickly, I'll get, your, I'll get your thoughts. We got uh, Bendigo race ten in about thirty seconds, so we might truncate this in half if that makes sense with in regards to your tips. But the yep. Fireball Final, the Destiny Lodge Fireball Final, uh, there's a hundred grand in prize money up for grabs. In the Maturity Classic, you got twenty-five grand in prize money up for grabs in terms of first place for the Fireball Final here. And taking a look at the market, the favourite at this point is whatever I say. Hank the Hustler though is in action from Box One. Was very good at his heat. It's going to be very difficult to beat. That's actually now the favourite, Hank the Hustler, the South Australian dog. Uh, can it be beaten? Nah, yeah, it can be beaten. It was beaten last week, and it was around the three dollar forty mark. But I reckon it wins. It's got box one. It's won more races off box one than it's won from any other box. The main danger is the two I'm easy boys. Um, but I think Hank the Hustler, he'll be better for the run last week and he was a certainty beaten and he'll be winning. All right. We'll head to race 10 now at Bendigo. They're just about to box the dogs in. And at this point in time, the favourite on the market is Aston Santana, although it has drifted a little bit in price over the last few minutes. It's gone out to 2.15 after being about $1.60 at one point. Let's head to Bendigo now, race number 10. This is the Greyhound Club's Victoria Grade 5. They're set. 
and they're racing. Flying out on the inside, Ninja Girl Mia. Aston Santana missed the start. College Degrees got speed out wide and in the middle was Numinous. Around the outside was Spring Hondo. Trying to get through Roxy Rum Pumper. One fell, that was Devil's Disguise. Further back in the field then uh, Aston Santana second last and McIver Bluey last. But College Degrees being back for oh. a stack. Race to the lead and it's going to bolt in. College Degree wins it over Spring Hondo. Bing, bing, and Roxy bing. Rum Pumper runs third ahead of Ninja Girl Oh, smooth work, Litchie. Well done. Oh, college mate, that, that is how it's done. Oh, you deserve a college master's we degree in that. punting or something like that, uh, Mitchie. I think it's fair. No, it just I couldn't believe it. It beat it beat the dollar seventy favorite last week. How was it six bucks and the other one was a dollar seventy? It doesn't make sense. Yeah, I don't know. A dollar seventy, I did think was a little bit short. Ended up finishing second last, Aston Santana. Hey, just before we wrap up, we've got just over a minute to go. Uh, just on the Fireball final itself, we spoke about Hank the Hustler and its opportunities. Uh, probably a couple of other chances. Not as open a race this one as compared to effectively the Maturity Classic final, but there's a couple of other chances. Five Star, obviously, we know about. It's a dog that has claims and has a big reputation. Also, whatever I say, who I mentioned before. Is it down to those three, do you think, along with Hank the Hustler? Yeah, I think it is. And then probably I'm Easy Boys there, probably the four in the race. Whatever I say is the the really interesting one because he absolutely speared the lids last week and looks hard. Hard to hold out on that first turn. And I tell you what, if he leads, he could provide a bit of cheek. But I'm still sticking with the one here, but I can never ride off uh, five-star either. He's a dog that we know how good he is. Uh, at his best, he can beat anyone. And, yeah, I just think Hank the Hustlers, it's his race to lose. But, hey, mate, have you had a chance to look at the free-for-all tomorrow night? Uh, not in great detail, but uh, taking a look at just it Just read, 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 read it out and you'll be blown away. All right. Uh, having a look at the market at this point, it's going to be interesting. Uh, the free-for-all itself. I don't necessarily see Race it. 7 on the card. Uh, it's not labelled. Race 7 on the card. It's labelled as the home of 10 Group 1s. But uh, anyway, having a yeah, look at Yeah, underneath it, it says. Okay. Uh, the favourite here is Aston Rupee, and you've also got Koblenz there as well. Shimmer Shine. And Shimmer Shine. Yeah. Yeah, Equaliser. Yeah. It's one of the best races you'll see in a long, long time, mate. That is an absolute corker. Good well, luck finding the winner of that. I'm gonna go with it. I'm gonna go with Equalizer. I just reckon he's drawn beautifully, but that is a race you must watch. All right, so that's about six thousand five hundred and forty dollars in prize money for the first place getter. So gee, it is a big race and there's a lot of classy dogs to par in there as well. Gee, there's class along every line really. Probably Gypsy Bun and got the talk of the rank outsiders, but even they're not the worst dogs. Got the talk has won four out of no, his they're last not. five. Yep, it's a cracking race, mate. I don't I don't tip against Shimmershine often, but I reckon Equalizer is drawn beautifully. Well, enjoy the weekend, Mitchie. Thanks for your time. You too, mate. Have a good one. Sometimes needing new tyres can catch us by surprise. That's why tyre power gives you the power of zip pay and zip money. You can get what you need now, get back on the road safely and pay for it later. Terms and conditions apply. So visit tyrepower.com.au or call 13 91.